Hi there, and a very warm welcome to Rising from Falling. My name is Judy Setting, and the overarching intention of this work is to serve love and give to others by offering you ideas for turning obstacles into fuel and or cultivating gifts, insights, or redeeming somethingness. Along with this podcast, I publish the archived content on the website at risingfromfalling.com. If you'd like to receive current content, feel free to subscribe there. I'd so appreciate it. Now, on to today. Number 40, realness. My intention here is to share how realness may, perhaps, be a gift from challenge, such that you may consider that any difficulty may be a way your real, fab self shows up more. Per Merriam-Webster, realness is behaving in a way that feels true, honest, or familiar, and without pretension or affectation. Perfectionism had this way of holding back or under my realness. It's not about healthy achievement and growth or self-improvement. It's about trying to earn approval and acceptance, per Brene Brown, in the gifts of imperfection. Perfectionism craftily persuaded me that if I attempt to look, act, and be perfect, ha, or how others thought it should be, all would be grand, except what I felt was shame, self-judgment and or self-blame, ugh. As chronic illness dragged on into months of my deepest difficulty, perfectionism and being other than true may grew to feel untenable, burdensome, and flat out displeasing, body, mind, and spirit. Yet, when incredible hardship is survived, as described by concentration camp survivor and I think thriver, Viktor Frankl in Yes to Life in Spite of Everything, it can leave one barely existing or what doesn't truly matter burns away, falls off or sheds, giving realness or the essential self room to fill the space. What remained is the individual person, the human being, and nothing else. Everything had fallen away from him or her during those years. Nothing was certain for him or her anymore. Not life, not health, not happiness. All had been called into question. Vanity, ambition, relationships. Everything was reduced to bare existence. Burnt through with pain, everything that was not essential was melted down. He or she had now become just a prison number, or else he or she melted right down to his or her essential self. There's no intention to minimize or deny pain, discomfort, outrage, fear, or horror here. To clarify, in my experience, troubles enabled and encouraged realness's emergence with more acceptance of what's inside, more showing up to and for myself and others, a liberation and relief, a freedom to realness. Bob Proctor tells what his mentor Bill Gove, the Frank Sinatra of public speakers, well summed. If I want to be free, I got to be me. Not the me that I think you think I should be. Not the me that I think my wife thinks I should be. Not the me that I think my kids think I should be. If I want to be free, I gotta be me. Difficulty may be a catalyst to slough off layers of untruths or falseness so one's unique, imperfect, and special realness can express 
and even shine in a this is who I am way instead of a this is against others way. From a mess can rise a message for oneself which can ripple out affecting others. A palpable, precious, potent realness and even, dare I say, treasures may result from situations we'd rather avoid, not have happen, pray not befall us. Beneath the surface of incredible triumph often lies arduous trials overcome. Problems can, if chosen, be used to cultivate redeeming, real qualities, virtues, or strategies. Beethoven's real brilliance in composing actually was amplified by his deafness. Yes, really. His most highly regarded work, including his Ninth Symphony, grew from his imagination after he'd gone deaf. An Arthur C. Brooks article linked on the website describes Beethoven's greatest compositions as resulting from his disability and loss. Brooks wrote, It seems a mystery that Beethoven became more original and brilliant as a composer in inverse proportion to his ability to hear his own and others' music. But... Maybe it isn't so surprising. As his hearing deteriorated, he was less influenced by the prevailing compositional fashions and more by the musical structures forming inside his own head. Deafness freed Beethoven as a composer because he no longer had society's soundtrack in his ears. Perhaps therein lies a lesson for each of us. I know, I know. You're no Beethoven. Neither am I. But as you hear... What I just said above, maybe you could relate to the great composer's loss in some way. Have you lost something that defined your identity? Maybe it involved your looks, or your social prestige, or your professional relevance. How might this loss set you free? You might finally define yourself in new ways, free from the boundaries you set for yourself based on the expectations of others. Give deep thought to the changes in your own life. You might not revolutionize music, but maybe you will discover joy in the freedom that can come from losing something but allowing yourself to grow. Hardship set me on a course which made me realize I long to be and share real me. I finally listened to silence and got knowing. My quirky word making up wetsuit nearly always when swimming consigned clothes wearing, honest about my horrific times being, imperfect yet loving self, to show up first for me and the divine, then for family, friends, and others. It feels like coming home inside my skin. My near undoing began and even allowed for this opening. My realness no longer feels like it requires hiding, with discretion of course less worrying what others think, more feeling that how the divine made me and others too is dandy, perfecting, judging, and shaming myself reduced. Life's obstacles created or forced a shift from attempting to be, albeit poorly, a picture-perfect person to being more real, gifted and flawed, both, with foibles and, God knows, having made plenty of mistakes. My blessings failings, integrity, oopsies, all of it. With more clarity, more soul-deep, yes, it's real meanness. 
although it's been known to bring on a slight toss-my-cookie sensation. Generally, as the weight of effort to meet others' expectations gradually lifted, realness felt much easier. Even if, sometimes, it's less usual to the world. Here's some ideas that help me bring forth more realness. Choosing and leaning into my truth. Not requiring broadcasting, necessarily. Maybe just known on the inside. Or shared in prayer, meditation, or to a treasured other. Or, practicing owning errors and oopsies. Humbling yet, mistakes are practice and training for doing differently going forward. Along with highlights and successes, not always the female way. Starting small if need be. Or, two letters, N, L. Or three words, no thank you. Kindly stated example, if something feels off or over a boundary. Pausing when unsure or to gather more info before decisions is okay to check in with oneself and or mall. Or paying attention to what the body says. Breathing a bit easier or gut churning are examples of helpful info. Leaning towards accepting myself and others and or saying what I feel or think, considering audience, timing, situation, after pausing, praying, meditating, waiting, and silence, if applicable. Hard stuff landed me upon a solid rock bottom for the divine to help my realness show up. And I found it to be worth the discomfort for the results. Because when realness oozes from the inside and into our exterior lives, it's a gift to ourselves and our world. May you bring more of your realness forth and shine your gifted human light, which I believe will be a blessing for all. Judy